Let's just waffle shit, yeah. <laughs> Please, <laughs> please, that one. Hi, Dean. All right, let's just waffle shit. Let's just waffle shit. Yeah. <laughs> um. So we're going to record it. Obviously, we're going to record it. If you're listening to it, me and Craig just wanted to just test a few things we've got a bit more kit just to try and help with the sound because for anyone that's listened the sound's been a bit shit um to say the least and we've had some troubles with it and i'm not an av expert but i have spoken to one so here we go yeah we'll we go we'll figure shit out as we go but we've not really got anything to talk about have we (laughs) not really um (laughs) we're literally just going to waffle shit um so I am no different to a structured session then, really. Sorry, I spoke over you again then. Uh, so, yeah, so we've also I've also had to tell Craig to stop talking over me because it sounds horrific when he talks as it is. Because he's got a little girly voice. I have got a girly voice. Yeah, if Craig talks over me, then no one can hear me, and that's not a bad thing for some people, especially you dirty Rovers fans. Hey, watch your mouth. But yeah, let's just chat then. I asked you to put some stuff together, didn't I? I said, let's just think about what you want to talk about, just what troubles you or what excites you about Rugby League at the minute. The Super League Plus, that's really exciting me. Just because, I mean, don't you just... Just can't get enough of Rugby League, it's... Don't you steal it anyway? Don't tell the world. (laughs) I was between me and you. All right, yeah, I mean, I I don't steal it at all. Never have done, never will do, because that's naughty. But yeah, uh, Super League Plus, I think it looks mint. Yeah, I think it is. I think they've marketed it really well. Pricing's pretty spot on. I actually got a message from my friend Lauren um, about my maths. I worked it out wrong. All right. Um, I didn't realise at the time, but we was working out, and I was like, six games, £20, um, like £3 a game. Not as it, as you get. I don't know, mate. I'm not, not any good at math. <laughs> It's £20 a month, not a week. Oh. So I was working out a week. So you're looking at 24 games, so it's less than a pound a game. Less than a pound a game, yeah. Oh, that's mint. Yeah, sign me up twice. Well, you're made of money, you. You are? I said you're made of money, you. I'm not. I'm not made of money. (laughs) Not anymore, no, you bought this kit. Yeah, no, spending (laughs) so much money on podcast kits when we don't get any income from this (laughs) at all. Hint, hint, wink, wink. If anyone's got a company, let me know. <laughs> you can sponsor the whole thing for like a fiver. Yeah. So, so my uh, my response to Lauren was: so the maths wasn't wrong. The numbers were classic Rovers fan taking zero responsibility for any of my actions. Well, um, yeah. That's just. Can we skip past that? Can I edit that bit out? Are we having an agreement that we're not going to edit anything out this week, other than maybe some gaps and some M's and some you knows? So I've I've been scrolling through Twitter this week and one thing that stood out, Cookie, yeah. small cook, yeah. got a job. Is he? No, yeah. No, he's an assistant, assistant coach at York. Nope. No? All right, that's the same York that beat Newcastle yesterday. 114-10. 114-10, yeah. And that's a competitive game as well. That wasn't a friendly or anything like that. That was... 
full on competitive. Uh, well, not full on. It was that Sundex eighteen ninety five cup thing. We're so in the know. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm. I'm an FC fan. We've not played in that before. No, we haven't either. To be fair, so nice try a little dig, but it fell flat on your face there, isn't it? I want a little dig. I knew you'd not played it. Was five? It was not a little dig at all. I saw you eyeballing me when you said we've never played in this before. Neither have we. All right. So ram it. I knew you'd not played in that because I'm pretty sure it came in the year after you came back up. I'm calling bullshit. I mean, it's funny enough that you had to come back up because we've never been relegated from Super League before. Well, it's easy, isn't it, when you take over a club and all their uh, utilities and finances. Mate, loophole's a loophole. If it works, it works, doesn't it? How do you think I've been in a relationship for nearly eight years? Anyway, this went real off topic real quick. Uh, I've got, we've not mentioned this yet. We did a, in episode one, if you remember, we did a 15-minute section on new rules for this season. Yeah. Next season, as it stands, you know what I'm going to say, don't you? I think so, but go on. Right, so they're bringing in this stupid new rule, no tackling above the armpit. Yeah. Have your say. It's just ridiculous, isn't it? Um, I think we spoke about it last week with regards to the junior game, the community game, and there was a lad, I'd seen a tweet going around that, his, um, I think it was his friend's lad played one game at like, I think he's 16 or something, and then quit after one game. Because of how many penalties? I think it was about 40. In, 40, in a game. 40 penalties in a game. That's just so we, obscene. We've played grassroots rugby. Yeah. It's, I've never, I've, we played grassroots rugby in all against some horrible. Horrible teams. Yeah, some horrible teams in all, some horrible teams in Yorkshire. Punches flying everywhere. Yeah, uh, it was like an Arctic Monkeys song. Sometimes it was... don't get us wrong; we were just as bad sometimes. We, yeah, well, I won. I was the weedy little winger on the edge. <laughs> I remember just going off topic. I remember we had a scrap once against Duke, and there was me and this winger, <laughs> me and the other winger for Duke. I think it was, it was someone cracked Luke. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was played seven for us that game. So a kid that we used to play with called Luke. It's five yesterday, by the way. Um. And someone cracked him from Duke and it all kicked off. It was one in all in kind of thing. And me and my opposition winger just kind of looked at each other and just shrugged our shoulders and we both... <laughs> it was that look, that acknowledgement that we gave each other where we were both just kind of like, fuck that. Yeah. Was that on Airworth? No, that was... That was ideal. We had a big scrap with on there. That was Winnie. Uh, that was a... Ideal scrap was Winnie. No, it was on Air Sutton Trust. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was on Shelly the, the other... Yeah, Shelly Ave, it was on the pitch that we never used to normally play on, the one on the right-hand side. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was on that. But anyway, a uh, bit too much information for people that probably don't care. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but going back to it, I have never been in a game with 40 penalties, ever, anywhere. No. Anywhere I've played, never. And bear in mind, I, I didn't play in the game. But I was in Serbia for Canada versus Belgrade. Yeah. Uh, sorry. <laughs> Canada versus Serbia in Belgrade. 
And that Serbian lot were nasty. Yeah. Horrible, horrible, nasty, like gouging eyes and stuff like that. And there was probably only about 10 penalties in that game. Yeah, the, the man just boggles. It's, it's just our loot in the game, I think, isn't it? It's, it's, and it's all down to what I'm going to refer to as one massive cash grab. Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. All of this is down to the fact that a load of ex-pros led by Schofield, of all people. And Nick Fozard as well. And, yeah, well, Schofield that started here, wasn't it? Yeah. All thinking, oh, I've got problems with my head, I'm going to sue the league. Thing is, you sign up knowing what you're getting into. You don't expect to get a brain injury, but... No, you don't expect to get a, a brain injury or anything like that, but you step... Every single man or woman that has stepped onto a rugby pitch, whether it's league or union, steps on knowing that they're putting themselves at risk. Yeah, absolutely. It's not the RFL's fault that you got banged in the head. It's your fault because you chose that career. You chose that, maybe not a career, but you chose as an amateur player to step on a rugby field. It's your choice. You, you Not one player in this pool of idiots that are trying to sue the RFL went into the game of rugby without watching a game of rugby. Oh, yeah. So they knew. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And not mentioning the junior clubs that we played for. They'll have known how it was. Yeah. How it was going to be. It's... Yeah, I think, for me, it's just a group of players that want to retire well. Yeah. And That's the way it's coming yeah. across. Fair, fair play to people for trying to find a way to have a, a happy retirement, but if it comes at the detriment of the game that actually put food on your table in the first place, yes. then it's not right. And I've, this is probably the one thing that we've spoke about so far that's going to bring the most controversy. It's bringing the most controversy to the game as it is. Yeah, definitely. And hopefully, you know, we can get people's say on it on Twitter. I've asked you a few times. No one's doing it except his mate Callum, and his mate Callum's a KR fan. So I needed an old perspective on that. And a Doncaster fan. Don't forget that. And a Doncaster fan. All right, fair enough. See, Cal, I'm on your side. Jimmy's just been, I think he's had a bit of a hormonal day, if I'm honest. I've had a stressful day. I had to go to the in-laws for dinner. Very stressful. Very stressful. Rather have been there than at work. <laughs> yes. Let's not get onto that. No, let's not. But yeah, 100%, it's, it's all fueled by this cash grab and it's the only thing I can call it yeah that's because I'll print which what it is it explains verbatim what it is yeah. effectively so this tackle below the armpit thing the only thing I can think of and again it's all hearsay because no one ever gets any real confirmation from the RFL about anything is it's something to do with the insurance they can't get the insurance for the league or the leagues yeah that's what I've seen as well yeah, yeah. unless they make changes to the rules and it's going to ruin the game I mean if you're if if you're a player in the NRL or in the New South Wales Cup or the Queensland Cup or anything like that are you going to want to come over here and play rugby league but have to change the way that you play knowing that you're probably going to go back in a year or two anyway and then get to play the way you want to play like you, you, players like you know for us I know that Barring your opinion of him as a as a player, but I know that Tex Hoy 
has tweeted about it with like a shaking his head emoji. He's he's got a year left. He's got this season on his contract. That'll probably be the back of him then. It, it probably will, yeah, because even if he showed more promise this year, and we don't, we don't need to get onto our opinions about him as a player, but if he showed promise this year and thought, you know, I want to stay, and then he looked at this new rule, he's probably going to be like, well, do I? Yeah, absolutely. Do I want to play that watered-down version of rugby league, or do I want to go back? And it's like, how are we going to bring the next generation of kids through? It just how do, how do you prepare for internationals? Exactly, yeah. When you've got 60-70% of the England squad playing in the Northern Hemisphere in Super League, a, a watered-down version of the game, and then they come up against Australia in a Test Series or a World Cup, and it's like, oh, crap, yeah, I forgot we could hit them like that. I mean, we're already like years behind them. This is just going to set us back even more, I think. It's... But like, yeah. like, like I just said, how are we going to bring this next generation through when my lad, 10, playing at East Hull, he's played for about nine months now. He's done half a season of full contact. Now, he's a big lad. He's taller than most of his age. Like, how is he going to be able to reduce his tackle technique to, to tackle low? without putting himself at risk. Yeah, I, I completely agree. It's, I mean, if you go back 10, 15 years in Super League, how would you expect someone tall, trying to fix someone like Pat Richard, for example, to put a tackle in on someone like Rob Burrow? Yeah, absolutely. Is he going to... Is he really going to get Unker down and, and hit Burrow under the armpit? No, he's not. No, no chance. Really, his own role that's come in because of him, he's going to smash Burrow in the head and then... It was hard enough to tackle Burrow as it was, wasn't it? Yeah. In his I think we can all probably say that there's a, at least a chance that Rugby League's had a say in what's, what's going on with him at the minute. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I don't see his name on that sheet. No, he said he's openly said, and he? he doesn't blame rugby league for this, but he could. Oh, yeah, probably could do. Whether there's a, enough research behind that to be to sort of allow that, I'm not a hundred percent sure. But yeah, it's just, it's just one of them things that's been pissing me off for a while. And yeah, anyway, I've had a shit day. I don't want to talk about shit about rugby. I want to talk about good. What you had a shit day for? Swag. God, it doesn't need to be all about rugby. Nah. Don't need to go into Strong Just what, them. What do you do for work, Craig? I work in mental health. Work in mental health and you've had a hit there. Yes. So we can't obviously talk too much into, you know, because of the patient confidentiality thing, but you've had a bad day. And I know for a fact that one of the reasons you've had a bad day is because, what time did you finish where? Half seven. Half seven. What was What time was your last cup of tea? <laughs> well, apart from the one that your lovely partner's just made me. Yeah, it was about four o'clock. So you went three and a half hours of World Cup. I did. And for a... Cry <laughs> every bit. I wish that was... Where? You don't go to work to drink cups of tea, do you? Who doesn't? Well, I don't. Oh, I work at the cake factory, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and the fa- not one of these shappy ones that you got in old that make the birthday cakes. I work at Kipling. But did you get any like I asked you to? No. No. No, I didn't. 
I didn't for a good reason because I got diverted. I had to go to Kipling. Right, this is what someone said to me on Wednesday night. I was meant to spend the full day in Kipling on Thursday. They were like, I need you to go to Kipling. I need you to pick this box up. And then I need you to drive from Barnsley, where Kipling is, to Worksop. Because we're doing some stuff in the Oxo factory because our company owns the brands. So I said, basically, go to a cake factory, which I love for obvious reasons, and then dive off to the Oxo factory. And I'm like, I don't need any stock cubes today. (laughs) I'm not not bothered by it. But yeah, I, I missed out on cake this week. I'm there tomorrow. That's no good tomorrow. Well, we'll, we'll be recording again next week, will we? Hopefully. Yeah, there you go. Then we're not going to shut down over, overnight. Hopefully not. So uh, text me tomorrow because I'll forget. Oh, I will. You promised me cake now. Text me tomorrow and I'll, I'll bring you some cake. Anyway, we digress once again. No, we're not digressing. I think this is what the podcast should be about. I think it should be. Yeah, it should be about rugby. And it should focus primarily on Ulham Rovers. But... It's not just about rugby, is it? It's just... Yeah, I guess there's only so much you can talk about in the... Yeah. Um, in the first three episodes, they've been real serious, haven't they? Like, oh, let's talk about rules, let's talk about Sky, let's talk about this, that and the other. And we've been been real factual about everything we've said to a point where some facts have not been facts, but we've tried. We have. We've given it a good crack. So let's just... Let's just be us. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's good. But you sat on my sofa, so it's not my podcast, though. It's our podcast, so you have got a say in this. I've got forty-five percent say. Forty-five. Yeah, you drink my tea, you eat my obnobs, and you sit on my sofa. To be fair, I've been good with the obnobs. And you've interrupted my game of football manager. He could still play now. Don't, no, because they're there all the clicky click 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 like that, like that. That was me banging a cup of tea on the microphone stand. Apologies. All right. So apologise to him. They're our lifeblood. I just want to reiterate that this is not a monetized podcast in any way. <laughs> they are not my lifeblood. Mr. My lifeblood Mr. Kipling is, is Mr. Kipling. <laughs> yeah. I look like I've slept with Mr. Kipling. I've got a cake shelf. I'll take you to the factory one day. We might have to shut down afterwards, but... It'll be now left. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Anyway... What else? Right, I've slagged off Nick Fozard and his merry men. <laughs> Tossers. Um, what else have we got? For me, International Rugby League. Uh, Not England, Ooh. Australia. I'm, I mean, teams like Canada. Ah, uh, yes. Ghana, Nigeria, Egypt, Serbia. The up-and-coming nations. Yeah, fuck Serbia. Um, <laughs> my mate had to stay overnight in... Munich airport because some Serbian twat gouged his eyes out. Not out, but gouged his eyes. Um, just a quick shout out. The NRL are playing in Vegas. Yes. Uh, US versus Canada are playing as well. Part of the same festival. What, they're playing nans or fat teams? Fat teams. Oh, they're playing the full game? Yeah, yeah, the men's. I don't know if the women are going. I will check. In fact, I'll text one of them now. Can you know? Um, But yeah, the... US and Canadian men's have got a game that, that week as well. Interesting. First of March or something, I think, is it? Something like that. Yeah. So, yeah, just shout out to them. Anyway, go on then. International rugby, just another thing. We are now followed on Twitter by the Irish rugby league team. Shout out to the Irish rugby league team. Yeah, Elaine, who works at the Workshop Factory, 
She's the top Bisto tester. Uh, her son... As a northerner, that is a dream job. It's a dream job. <laughs> uh, so I think, as she said, her son's the one that runs the account. So we got a... I think it was a pity follow. Don't matter. It's where it all starts. A follow, nonetheless. Exactly. Go on, then. What was you going to say about Serbia and Greece? And No, it's just exciting. Like, there's a lot of negativity around rugby league at times. And it's just exciting to see the expansion of rugby into places where it's not common, especially places in, like, Africa, because they're predominantly football-dominated. Has Nigeria got a team now? I know the women's have. They played Ghana. Did they? Yeah. Is that what you were looking at? That was what I was looking at, yeah. I sounded really intelligent then. I saw saw uh, Nigeria and Ghana, and I was like, bloody hell, 30 points. 30-20 in the AFCON. Can you imagine? (laughs) Jesus. Who's who's up front for them? Oh, yeah. And why have neither of them played a defence? <laughs> they just both played a 1, 11, uh, 10, even. No. Maths in maths wrong point. Nine, because you don't count the keep. You know what I have, you know what I have noticed? I don't know whether it's because there is an increase of people that support American football. I do see a lot of people wearing hats, like different teams and hats, mm. at the rugby and at the football. Yeah, definitely, yeah. You know, I would walk through and I'll see some guy wearing some Green Bay hat or something like that. Yeah, definitely. Pulling a mobile face at him and I'd be like, what are you pulling faces at me for? Yeah. See a lot of Patriots hats around. Which Man. is quite upsetting. <laughs> it's, can you call it as upsetting as you want, mate? Joke's on them nowadays, isn't it? Jimmy's just having an absolute mare trying to get the uh, American football on. Quite funny to watch, really. Oh, no, it's nearly sorted it. Done. I think. There we go. Can't on his uh, stolen streams. That's not a stolen stream. That's Sky Go Up on my PlayStation, that is. Isn't Baltimore Channel in there in a hole? Doing the squeeze? What? That's embarrassing. I can't embarrass by that. Why? Squeeze. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with squeezing? <laughs> squeeze. Oh. Keep going. Go on. No, Tell me why it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing, isn't it? Why is it embarrassing? I would... Was it embarrassing when we did it at your place last season after we'd... Different, because you've beat us at our place. Rivals. Biggest rivals. Yeah. Best Derby in Super League, by the way. Um, yeah. I agree. See, we can have this fight all day long and people say, no, it's the only derby. It's not the only derby. Like, it's the only inner city derby. It is my favourite derby, obviously, but obviously if I was a Saints fan, I'd be saying that their derby with Wigan's the biggest. It's not a derby, though, is it? It's a rivalry. But what derby? No. What's the definition of a derby? I don't know. Two rival teams. Nah. Why ain't it? Why isn't it? Because Man United and Arsenal are rivals, but that's not a derby, is it? What would you call that? What, Man United and Arsenal? Yeah. Rivalry. No, but what if it was a derby, you know, like the Manchester derby, you call it the Manchester derby because they're both in Manchester, but then you've got Wrexham playing Newport, that's a Wales derby. They hate each other. Yeah. The derby. That's, that's because... very, very loose, though, isn't it? Well, Not in the classic sense of what's the, diff- what's the distance between Saints and Wigan? Hang on. I'll just consult my... Uh... You could probably... F- Throw a bloody rock between no. the stadiums. It's not that far, though, is it? You know what I mean? It's not. Yeah. No, it's not. Salford and Lee. Salford and Lee, fair enough. 
Like, it's a derby. The greater Manchester derby. Exactly. It's still a derby, it's just not as good as ours. So it says, I've just Googled this. Okay. Games between two rivals, as you mentioned, yeah. that are based in areas of close geographical proximity. All right. We well, can say that about everything in England then, because it's tiny. Yeah. To be fair, it's not that far. I actually thought it was further than that. It's yeah. 8.7 miles. What's that? From St. Helens to Wigan. From stadium to stadium? Um, I just did St. Helens to Wigan. I didn't. Yeah, but so 8.7 miles. That's That's not that far. You know what I mean? Like, what's the distance between the MKM and the Sewell, Sewell Grim Park? And uh, roundabout four. Four, there you go. Yeah. So it's not, it's not that far, is it? Different classifications of the word derby. Ours is the only inner city derby. Oh, what a catch, Travis. Sorry, guys. I thought he kept getting distracted by Taylor. Tay-Tay. <laughs> please edit that out. He, he, he can't play football anymore because you've been Go on then. Go on, throw it. Throw it. Jesus, he held on to that, didn't he? <laughs> please, please edit that out. He, he Better from the wide angle. Still a good effort. Um, Yeah, I'm, I'm leaving that Tay-Tay bit in. Uh, nah, well, I'll get it out. I'll get it out. 9.4, stadium to stadium. 9.4. Wigan and Saints, 9.4. Nice. So that's not that far. That's, that's definitely a derby. Twice as far as It's just different bloody counties. Sir? It's not. No, I'm not having it. Doug, what's, what's in my... Is it a different county? Oh, yeah, Saints is in Merseyside. Merseyside. Yeah. One of them's in Merseyside. Merseyside. Yeah. Fake county, anyway. What else we got? Well... Salford and Lee, that's, I mean, they're in the same bloody city, pretty much. Yeah. That's the Manchester derby. Um, well, so we've got Leeds Bradford. London and Toulouse. Massive. That Leeds Bradford derby was massive. It was back, back, in, back in the night. Yeah. Early 2000s. What else, what else we got? What else we got? Wakefield Cats. They're only across the road from each other. What are we going to call that, though? So we got. Leeds and Bradford's the West Yorkshire Derby. Cass and Wakefield's the West Yorkshire Amateur Derby. <laughs> it's just it's just not as good as standard, is it? No. No, except that one season when Cass did well. Yeah. Got the Heavy Woolen Derby. The what? Heavy Woolen Derby. What's that? That is Batley and Dewsbury. Ooh. <laughs> Call Woolen Derby. That sounds absolutely freezy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I get what you're saying about derbies. Fulham Rovers, for me, will always be the best derby because it's where I'm from. It's between my favourite team and my least favourite team. That's always going to be the case. The Saints-Wigan fans, they're going to say the same thing. The Cass and Wakey fans are probably going to say the same thing. Yeah, it depends where you sit on the, the whole conversation, doesn't it? Yeah. The thing is, we're the only inner city derby, and I don't know. You'd have to ask players. You would have to ask a player that's played in more than one. As to what, in terms of the intensity, like yeah, I know Briscoe's probably Tom. No, Sean. Oh uh, yeah. Well, did he play him one over there? I don't know. 
Ask him. Might tweet him. Yeah, DM him or something. Slide rating. X him. X him. Yeah, yeah. X him. There's a few things you can say. Like, in terms of quality at the minute, quality of rugby, you're going to say that Saints and Wigan's the best derby. Well, yeah. Goes, goes with what I'm saying. In terms of historic rivalry, it's got to be us. Mm. Like, hatred. Pure hatred. Yeah, there's just quite a strong dislike in it. I wouldn't say it was a hatred, whereas... This... I don't know. Well, I don't know. Not not asked why they're fans. I don't know. They've just done... Whether this is because I'm involved, embroiled in a Hull and Rovers derby rather than just being interested in it like a Saints-Wigan derby. Yeah. Um, it just seems more intense. It's hard to... Catch. I mean, I might be wrong, but if, if people... Who are listening to us in? So Wigan fans, um, if you correct me or have you also get in touch, let us know. Let's if there's any listening, oh yeah, well, yeah, there's one, there's one listening. <laughs> to be fair, we're up to about ninety followers now. Are we on the X? I checked it earlier. Yeah, ninety. I have to keep blocking all these bloody porn bots, so they're doing my nothing. Just leave them. The more followers we've got, don't like the more. <laughs> People they'll see that we exist, so yeah, but it's, we're not following them back, so I don't care. But uh, I, t- I tell a lie, we're at 60. 60. Did you have your phone upside down when you had a look? No, because that'd be Nam, wouldn't it? Yeah, but it's you, and you're not good at maths, are you? No, evidently not. Could have sworn he said 90 earlier. I may have read it wrong. You've deleted 30 porn bots, that's what it is. Probably, yeah. Just leave them on. No, I'm done. No, not having it. Oh, here's a good story. Here we go, guys. Here we go. Sheffield beat Rovers today. If I was excited then. Wouldn't have been bothered if it was a first team. <laughs> nah, no. It's, it, it, you played a similar sort of I think there was team as what we had out against Bradford when it was just... Two, maybe three of of our team who we, you would class as out-and-out first teamers. Oh yeah, Lewis Senior, George King, Matty Staunton. Three. Zach Fishwick at a push because he played a few. Yusuf Aiden. I think that's the guy we signed from Wakefield. And Corey Hall. They all, all played. from Wakefield. Yeah, they all played. So yeah, there was a few in there. Um, Wallace, Butterworth and Chmambe. Neil Chmambe. Neil Chmambe, yeah. They all played. But... We can't really take anything from that. I'm not going to take the piss because you didn't take the piss when Bradford beat us. So. Yeah, the thing is, it's, it's youth. It's getting youth experience at that level. Right, but you're only really having then one friendly. Yeah, pretty much. This is a point I'm, I made with you last that, week. That's not enough. Is that enough? We'll see as the season goes, I guess. You're going to go straight into the season off the back of one proper friendly... Against Leeds. Leeds next week, yeah. That's that is under baking. What do you mean? I, I don't know. Um Well neither of us know. We admit, we admitted that at the beginning of episode one. <laughs> at the end of the day, as a as a fan of a club, you have to put your trust in the coach. Whether that's easy or not, I don't find it too difficult if the coach has or appears to have the respect of the players, which Willie Peters absolutely does. Tony Smith, initially, 
when he walked out on that on the reveal, it was like, what? I thought I was daydreaming. Like Tony Smith, what it all done it all, seen it all. What when? Sorry, when you announced him as your coach? Yeah, yeah. When we announced him, it was like, what? Rovers done appoint coaches like that? Well, you did. We did, and I think Tony Smith, to give him credit, has laid that platform for sort of where we are now. He sort of instilled that throwing the ball about type rugby league, in in my opinion, and he laid a lot of the foundations for us, and then obviously all went sour at the end. But What happened? Do you know? I have no idea. I think he'd, he'd lost the dressing room, but... It sounded like he had a falling out with Lakin. Possibly. Possibly. Again, I'm just theorising based on little things that you hear here and there. Yeah. But yeah. we'll probably never know. It's a squeaky chair, this, isn't it? That is a squeaky chair. You can hear it in every episode. If you listen, I don't know. If you do, yeah. I'll try and edit it out, but... Much to Dean's... Uh... Like it's, it's like part of the... I'm doing it on purpose now just to piss Dean off. Is, is, is Hi, Dean. Part of, part of the podcast is like Jimmy's squeaky chair. I shouldn't get worked about me. So do you should use it as a sound bite. A sound, sound bite. bite. In between. What, just? Yeah. In between sections. What, instead, instead of that whoosh, that we use. I do like that, but like the more we have, the just better it is. Cheaper. If I just use the chair, it's cheaper. <laughs> yeah. What we got? Oh, my watch is saying it's bedtime. Bedtime? In 10 minutes. Nine o'clock. Didn't know you were 65. I'm not. I don't go to bed at nine o'clock. It's just my watch. I've just never changed it. Should probably change it because I never go to bed at nine o'clock. And then it thinks it's acceptable to try and wake me up at six, which is just not right. Anyone that gets up before eight o'clock, there's something wrong with you. Kids, they do. Assholes. I got him, mate. I'm I'm one of the lucky ones. I was I saw someone on X earlier, and um, it was something about name the best, the all time best overseas or left season. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I tried doing it, but I was just doing it with players that came through, like or came across whilst I've been watching all. Yeah. So I was picking all time in the time I've watched. Yeah, so you wouldn't have had, like, Luluai, for example. Yeah, I didn't have Luluai. Yeah. But I had... Who did I have? can't remember who I had at centre. I had players like Kelly at six for us. Yeah. The time that I've watched FC, he's the best overseas six I've seen. Um, Played seven. No. He won a seven at all. He just won. He didn't lead us around the park, did he? And he wore six. Did he wear six for you? Yeah. Seven for us. Because we don't retire numbers that are integral to bloody teams. Oh, you and your bloody numbers. I just, You're such an old man. No, I'm not. I just wouldn't retire six. We'll get on to that in a minute. But anyway, so I was looking through and there's a, a, a name that popped up and I, I thought to myself, what the fuck happened to you? Callum Lancaster. He came through for us on a, on a wing. It was class. Like, for a kid, obviously. Yeah, yeah. And he's just, he vanished. I'm, I think he went to, like, York or something, and then he, I think he's gone. I think we lost him from the game. 
But he was whether he was good enough to play Super League consistently for his full career or not, who knows? But he was definitely talented enough to play the game. There's just not enough happening to try and keep people in. I don't know why he left. It be you know, maybe maybe he listens and he can or someone listens that knows him or knows his story or whatever and you can tell us, but too many kids like that that just vanish into obscurity. Yeah. Foster. The, J- Jamie Foster. Jamie Foster. Yeah, fair. I know he had his business and he's he doing his hairdressing, his barber shop stuff and probably makes some good money out of it. But yeah. He was, yeah, he had the, wasn't the best defender, but he's bloody winger. Like, yeah. Probably one of the best kickers I've seen for all, aside from Sneed. You t- you, Sneed's, you've got to put Sneed on in his little on his little throne at the top and then give everyone a chance did, to tease um, him. Fitzgibbon kicked for you when he played for you? No, I don't think he did. I can't remember who kicked during that time. But I know Fitz, he wasn't like a regular kicker. Yeah. Um, plus, I know, I think that extra little jog back, probably a bit much for him at the age of sad for us. Yeah, what was I going to go on to anyway? There was something else, I was... Oh, yeah, right. I get that you resigned it, re- retired it for Millwood, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I do get it to a point. I understand what he did for you, what he did for the game in general whilst wearing that number for your team. I get that, right? There are kids that have grown up before you retired that that are maybe in your academy now who have always dreamed of wearing the number six for Rovers. I get your point. I just I just disagree with it. You know, we've not retired any squad number, and we've had some bloody good players. Yeah, but would you class them as legends? Whiteley? Yeah. We didn't retire any numbers for any players. I just... I, don't, I think nowadays, squad numbers... I get, I get your point. You're saying about that, the dream, but I don't think squad numbers matter now. Ha! Tell that to the Australian team. Have you seen what they have done? No. Right. So, imagine you are, I don't know, Kalen Ponga, and your dream is to wear number one for Australia. No, the captain wears number one for Australia. And after that, the num- person wearing number two is the player with the most caps. And it goes down from there. So if you've got 100 caps, but you're not captain, you're wearing number two, even if you're playing prop. And it happened this year. I think the only one that lined up, not yet this year, sorry, at the World Cup. Yeah. The only player where it actually lined up, well, there was two, because the captain was Tedesco. Yeah. And he was wearing one. Makes sense. And I think Munster... At seven. At seven. Everyone else, I'm pretty sure one of the props was wearing two. Jesus. You know what I mean? And then you've got... Um, Talk about numbers don't matter. Well, but but if you've got that... And I know it's just a little thing. I know it's just a number on the back and you still get to play for your country or in Rover's case, you still get to play for your club. But it is a big thing. What, what number did you wear for Lamworth? Whatever number was available. Did you not always wear four? <clears throat> Only because I was... Left centre. But would it not have pissed you off if someone said, oh, no, you're wearing three this week? 
No, not really. Will it not? Oh, man. Yeah. Like, I will find No one was getting in in front of Indley with that free shirt. Are we all kidding? Yeah, yeah, there was. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no chance. Well, depends. Yeah, little man syndrome and all that. Um, but if I, if someone said to me, oh, Jimmy, you're wearing two this week, I'd be like, no, I'm not. See, numbers don't bother me. Oh. But that was my thing. Like, I, I always, <laughs> for whatever reason, whether it's superstition or not, I always wore five. So, which is weird because I am quite a superstitious person. And I think as long as the number I was wearing was even, I was okay with that. For anyone that's listening that ever watched me play or knows anything about me playing rugby, yeah, I you can probably make some sort of joke about the fact that I was always on the bench anyway. You are funny. But yeah, I think as when I was playing, so long as I had an even number chair on, but that was my superstition thing. Not a positional thing. Yeah, well, I don't know. I just think it's... I'm not saying that Millwood don't deserve yeah. the accolade. No, I get, I get your point, yeah. I just think it's... I wouldn't have done it. I wouldn't do it. I would not expect LFC to retire any number for any player and take the opportunity away from any kid coming through to following their footsteps I think the thing is now players have names on the shirt and I think that's more important than the number because back in the day back in the 80s even the early 90s squad numbers went 1 through 13 and then 14 through 17 18th man were 18 obviously nowadays players have especially in the high levels they have names on the shirts yeah and to be fair, even my lads' team at Eastall, they've all got names on their shirts. Are they really? Yeah. What, what under 10s? Go, going into 11s now this season, yeah. And I think that's more important. To me, having Godfrey on the back would be more important than having 10, for example. But that that's just my opinion. I think for me... Having my name on the back, in uh, it's not a, it won't bother me. Like, it's about the badge on my chest. Yeah, absolutely. And the, and the number. No, uh, see, I've got name and badge. Yeah, I think first thing, first things matters more than anything else is the badge on the front. Absolutely. And yeah, it's it's the number. It's this the legacy that comes with the number. And you know, if I'm a if I'm an halfback. And I'm a Rovers fan. I want to be. I want to be wearing that six. Possibly, I see your standpoint, but my sister's got a tattoo, and I'm going to try and quote it, and it might be wrong, but it's something along the lines of, "Don't play for what it says on the back. Play for what it says on the front." Yeah, I get that. So, to that point, the number is is irrelevant. Yeah, exactly. I am hundred percent. All I want to do is play for LFC and represent Eco Strad and their stupid fucking mascot. <laughs> oh dear. That's what I want. As an old fan, I'm bringing that up now. Have you seen it? I have seen it. What a joke. What? I know that they're is there... a lot of money into our team. I get that. But why do I need some twat in a radiator suit running around the fucking stadium <laughs> on a weekend whilst I'm sat there freezing my tits off? 
and he's probably sweating like hell because he's in this big, thick, stupid mascot suit. To be fair, I've been a mascot once, and it is not a pleasant experience. But it's sweaty as out, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, but it's better than being freezing. That's valid. I'd love to be early for the day. I was a uh, mascot at Don's. Was it? Yeah. What's their mascot? Two cows. Two, what? Cows. Is that how big you are? You get to be two cows. <laughs> Donnie and Mooey, they're called. Donnie and Mooey, wow. Thanks very much from me and Craig for listening to another episode of Bragging Rights. If you wouldn't mind, we'd really appreciate if you could leave us a a five-star review, give us a follow or a like or whatever you can do, or, you know, even share our, our page on Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it. But main thing, come back next week, listen to episode five if you enjoyed episode four. See you next week.